Hello and welcome to M&A Murders and Accusations, the good, the bad, and the ugly of selling your business. We dig into what you need to know and how not to kill the sell of your business. Now here's our host, Rick J. Krebs, Mergers and Acquisitions Advisor. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show today. This is Rick J. Krebs, the M&A Cowboy, coming to you from Heber City, Utah. And uh, we're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of selling a business. This topic has been on my mind for a while, and I wanted to share it with you. It's a very important one. I see these, these mistakes being made by sellers over and over again, and they lose money. I mean, the bottom line is it costs them money. So the number one reason that I see, or one of the five, I'm going to say top five. I don't know if there's a number one or two, but I'm going to say the top five reasons that people lose money when they're looking at a sale is they have bad records. And the problem is they think they're good records. I'm working on one right now, and uh, we're trying to figure out the working capital number or the amount of cash that needs to be left in the business. This one is complicated. It's a manufacturing. They have work in process. They have deposits customer deposits, there's deferred revenue, there's a lot of complex issues. And they think that the financials that they're using are working because they have worked, right? They've filed their tax returns, they haven't had audits or any issues. But from a selling standpoint, they work clumsily, let's put it that way. They limp along. And so you want really good financial records. Um, businesses typically, you know, if you're, if you're over a couple million in sales, it's probably time to hire a fractional CFO, probably time to hire someone to help you get the financials in order and to bring them from a tax reporting status to a generally accepted accounting principal status or gap status or accrual basis. And by doing so, you're going to really understand or better understand your financials. And in better understanding your financials, you're better able to negotiate certain aspects of the sale like working capital, cash on hand, deferred revenue, and so, and I've seen this, we had, we had a construction company, which we sold a few years back and they didn't know what their receivables were. And uh, anyway, we ended up just guessing on what they were and uh, our guess wasn't, wasn't that good. Or they ended up losing some money and leaving it on the table, I would say unnecessarily because of the financials. So you've got to have good financial records. That's number one. Number two, going to market prematurely. And I'm doing another podcast called when the businesses are in what's called business puberty. A friend of mine, Derek Reeves, coined the phase, and I love it. So these business owners come to me. In fact, I had one today, came to me, you know, and they're still in braces and pimples and proms, and they're not ready to go to market. You know, if you go up and try and get a date with a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader with pimples and braces and and you're in puberty, you know, she might pat you on the head, but you're going to have a very little likelihood of ever getting a date. And these businesses that are in business puberty are not ready to go to market. And if they do, they, they will maybe sell, but they leave a lot of money on the table in doing so. Selling your business is the major leagues and you got to be prepared. So many business owners that in business puberty try and take it to the market and they either fail clumsily or they, they end up selling for far less than they could. You've got to start with the end in mind, as Stephen Covey said. So I'm going to call it lack of preparation. You want to mind your exit. Don't blind your exit. If you blind it, you bind it, right? Business puberty versus business maturity. And you're going to want some outside help from someone who maybe has no financial interest in the sale, 
to tell you if you're ready. It'll tell you if you're in business maturity versus business puberty. Number three is tax planning. So oftentimes we're working as we're looking at a sale or looking to accept a letter of intent. We'll be working with a well-meaning CPA and, and uh, we ask him about the taxes. And too many times I'm hearing, you know what, just pay the taxes. These are the taxes. This is what, you know, this is what they are. Just pay them. And that's not an acceptable answer to me. With some planning and uh, with the right advisors, there are some tax ways to minimize taxes and tax strategies where we can get ahead of this versus behind it. And so lack of tax planning and preparation is another way I see hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars being unnecessarily paid to the government. And so um, you're going to want to make sure you have good advisors, people to help you, and multiple advisors. You know, we were talking about something. We're looking at opportunity zones yesterday. And uh, typically on an opportunity zone, you have six months after they're sold to uh, reinvest the property. Unless you're in a partnership or an S-Corp, you get your K-1s, you know, sometimes up to up to 15 months after. And so that can be extended. And a lot of well-meaning CPAs are telling their clients that it can't be extended, but it can be. They just don't know. And it's not their fault, but get a second opinion, look closely at taxes and minimize them, minimize the amount of taxes that you're going to pay. Don't just pay them. Number four, I would say unrealistic value expectations. So if you don't know what the value or have a good idea of what the value of your business is, it doesn't make sense to take it to the market. It doesn't make sense to throw it out there and just, I say, putting crap against the wall and hoping something's going to stick. So these unrealistic value expectations, what happens is you go out there at a high price and what it does is makes everyone else look better. You know, the other, the other businesses similar to yours just look better or yours looks worse. You end up lengthening the process, costing you money. And it's going to sell for what it's going to sell for in the end. It doesn't matter, you know, if you've got a if you've got a Ferrari, it doesn't matter who owns it. It's worth what it's going to be worth when it's sold, and it's the same way with a business. So, number four is unrealistic value expectations. Number five is define what is included in the sale. You have to spend a lot of time, and I I, I know I hound on this, but it's working capital. You've got to figure out a reasonable amount of working capital. If that's included, you put it in. If it's excluded, you take it out. But defining early what is and what is not included will save you a lot in the end. If there are some assets that you want to carve out, and, and we do carve outs. There's some sales that are carve outs. But you've got to put your arms around and, and clearly define what is included and what is excluded in the sale. So those are the five main ways which I see business owners leaving money on the table losing money and not selling for optimum value. This You've got one chance to get it right. Let's get it right. Let's take the time we need to get it right. I was just talking to a, a guy this morning and he's in business puberty. He's got a construction company in Florida and you know what? He, he's just in business puberty. He needs to, needs to have a little more time. He needs to get rid of the braces. He needs to do some work. You know, let those pimples all, let the skin clear up and pimples go away and they let him mature. And um, I loved his question. He, he came back and he said, you know what, Rick? Yeah, I understand that. So instead of $2 million, how do I take this to 5 or $7 million? And I love that question because it means, okay, now he's open. He's saying, okay, let me invest a few more years of my life into my baby, into this thing, in my business, and, and let's take it and sell it for 
you know, three or four times what I was telling him he was going to sell it for if he sold it today. So just ask yourself, do you have the energy, you know, for two or three more years to potentially millions of more dollars and have a much better exit in the end? So thanks again for your time today. It's Rick, your m Cowboy. Murders and accusations, the good, the bad, and the ugly of selling a business. And hope you have a great day and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for attending our podcast. We invite you to join us for future episodes of M&A Murders and Accusations, the good, the bad, and the ugly of selling your business. You can also visit us at www.bsalesgroup.com or email Rick directly at rick at bsalesgroup.com.